Warning, the following podcast may contain material that is inappropriate for listeners that are under the age of 18, are easily offended, or get annoyed listening to the rantings of holier-than-thou-know-it-alls that are anything but. This is Stevie B, and you're listening to... Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, I have to give you the name first. This is Stevie B, and you're listening to the Anime World Podcast. Yeah, brother! Don't got it wrong? What did I say? You missed a word. This is Stevie B, and you're listening to the Anime World Order. I... <laughs> the magic of editing, we can take all the takes and get one take. Anime that World works. Order of iPod Cat. Welcome back once again. This is us at Anime World Order. We're at show number 15. Can you believe that? I have no idea what the date is. We're not even going to try and do that this week. But each week, we're here reviewing anime and stuff like that. Except for this week. Because this is the week where we read emails that we haven't read because we're lazy. This is also the episode where we tried out having new microphones for a change, but it didn't work out that well. So if you think it sounds kind of bad, yeah, we agree. We'll fix it next week, hopefully. Let's see, we've got 70 emails here. Introductions are in order. I'm Daryl Surratt, the Alpha Internet Mail. I'm Gerald Rathgold. And I'm Clarissa. And with this week we have a special guest. I am Ichigo from Anime Pulse. Yes, Anime Pulse is another more different podcast. More different? Yeah, it's more a more different S. <laughs> Check out their website. It's uh, www.anime-pulse.com. The hyphen is... The hyphen sign. Don't actually write out hyphen. <laughs> you know, work. I should try to register that just in case and redirect it. Anime-pulse.com. <laughs> just in case for those really stupid people. Yes, well... How long have you been using the name Ichigo? Ichigo? Since I started the podcast. Okay, what were you before the podcast? Well, see, if I told you that, then you'd be able to track me through my entire life. That's right. Via the internet. <laughs> Which is why I haven't said it before. You should say it now. That okay, way you can know about your life. Right, right. Well, I'll say that it starts with a letter and also ends with a letter. <laughs> so there you go. Are you Jerry Beck? <laughs> I knew oh, it. I knew exactly. it, Jerry Beck. What's going First, on? Yes, I can't believe it. <laughs> and here, all these years, I've been trying to hide my identity and you discovered I, I, it. I would want to hide the fact that I was affiliated with Streamline Pictures as well. Yes, well, you know my dark, dirty secret now. Suddenly we're getting like, what is that sound? Oh my god, what the hell? I have no idea. Being bombarded by an electrical storm. Lightning! And then there was a horrible rainstorm, and then they never dubbed anything again, and then everybody was happy. (laughs) You're a cancer, Gerald. Gerald exudes a field that kills or breaks all technology. Yeah. Sweats EMP. All right, I guess we should start with actually reading the emails. This one is from about three weeks ago. It's from Keith Allison. He writes, Hi-ho, AWO. Keith from Teleport City here. Daryl's recent admirable quest for the truth got me thinking about the shocking proliferation of cat people that show up at conventions. I wonder if people who put great time and effort into their costumes, fine-tuning each detail and really dedicating themselves to the art of what they're doing, ever feel resentment at someone who just shows up in cat ears and a tail strapped to their jeans 
and the t-shirt of whatever convention they attended last. It started me thinking that perhaps cons should begin enforcing some sort of minimum standard of cosplay quality. At the very least, maybe they should put a cap on the number of cat people allowed in at any one time. This may also apply to people dressed as Naruto characters. <laughs> Maybe there could be a system of checks and balances. Like, for example, you get, like, a discount if you come as a pat laborer with functioning extendo hand. Rich Lather, you voted for the wrong person, jerk. Or maybe you're allowed to, like, show up as a cat person, but then somebody with a really elaborate costume gets to make you carry their bags. Or maybe they get to punch you. <laughs> not, not hard, but just enough to let you know. <laughs> And, oh. and so if the dangerous proliferation of cat people isn't curbed now, then we could be looking at a crisis down the road, similar to the once ubiquitous fat hairy guy dressed as Sailor Moon. The last, thing we, need, the last thing we need is a bunch of cat people spraying their territory, coughing up hairballs, and curling up on top of the convention schedule when we're trying to read it. Good luck with your continued search for the truth. If you're ever in New York and require the company of a fellow seeker who rarely gets out to conventions, thanks to curmudgeonly crankiness and a general lack of what the kids these days refer to as cabbage, let me know. Until then, I shall retire to work in my overfiend costume. <laughs> which includes a dozen fully animatronic giant penises and a laser light show set entirely to the old City Hunter theme song. <laughs> Keith. Wow. Man, you get so way better emails than I do. How did we not get around to that one before? <laughs> that one was good. It is really good. The subject <laughs> of it, by the way, was Rise of the Cat Boys. Yeah. And so... There's a lot of emails about the truth, and I'm sorry that the quest from the truth had been curtailed momentarily due to delays, but... Yeah, when are you going to start putting up the truth from Megacon? Next week. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I have to say, that is a great segment. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get back to that, because I'm like a month behind on the search for the truth. But yeah, thanks very much, Keith, for the email. I can just imagine some bouncer guy going, one in, one out, people. Oh, oh there goes a cat person. All right, you, you can come in. <laughs> yeah, and just for reference, Teleport City, the website for that is www.teleport-city.com. Teleport City, bringing you yesterday's tomorrow today. <laughs> so what days is he referring to in kids these days? I've never heard the term cabbage as referred to. Well, like I haven't either. So Maybe it's a New York thing? I maybe. Know. I think it's a non sequitur. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay. And we're all just so, such losers that we don't really even realize that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah might be. <laughs> I know that the fat, hairy guy dressed as Sailor Moon, the, the infamous really, really fat guy that all the pictures are passed around about, he actually made bobbleheads of himself and started selling those. Yeah, at that point, it traverses joke and becomes for real. It's like, right. oh, okay, the first time, ha-ha, I get it, Sailor Baba, whatever. But then when you keep showing up to con after con as that and start pimping yourself out you're for real with that shit yeah just it, like Manfei. yeah Manfei was like actually an entertaining Manfei, joke the yeah, first Manfei time doesn't take himself seriously no no he does take himself very seriously after like the first time and once people started interviewing him he started going on as being like a crusader for the first amendment yeah at that <laughs> oh, point the joke ended like, they flew him out to be a guest at a florida con and he was kicked out of AX or something, and as he was being kicked out, he was talking about how cosplay was what anime was about, and that, you know, he was being stifled, and it, it was just pretty embarrassing. Whatever. Anyway, next email. What do you got? Well, let's see. We've got the email. Oh! You blinked! Oh, what'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> well, it's back, damn it. Well, now it's not. It's back oh, and no, it's gone it's... again. As long as oh. Gerald doesn't speak, that's the secret. 
I think we need the, the Crondor exact... scream. Yeah! All right, let's go to this email. This one is from Steven Gianetti, and he writes, What do you think about these anime, Desert Punk and Tenchi Muyo, and this manga, Gamer's Heaven? That's Gamers with a Z. Well, Desert Punk, hmm. for starters, I would say, well, no, I'm going to back up. I'm taking the hard line on this. Now is not the time to be diplomatic. Fuck Desert <laughs> Punk, all right? It could have been a neat idea. It's a decent setting, the whole world of it, but they just chose to throw that all away and go with the jokes about tits. They really ruined it, and you can see that there's a completely different quality, and I think it was like maybe the th- between the third and fourth episode you or something. You want completely different quality? Go to Funimation's website and look at the trailer they have for Desert Punk. It's the most misleadingly edited trailer ever. <laughs> so if you watch that trailer and you think, oh, this is going to be like some badass show and you watch it and it's just tits mcgee tits mcgee is an actual line in the show well i mean come on it's got a verify your age splash screen before you even get into funimation's desert punk website but you know what that is funimation's bread and butter isn't that every anime company's bread and butter because they want you to buy the show even if it's crappy, so they'll always make those previews that... They are really well-known, and they will show you, like, the very last scene of the last episode in the trailer so that you watch it and you know exactly what you saw, and it ruins everything. But they didn't need Mm. to do that for this. They could have just done a trailer that was tits, tits, tits. And in fact, the guys over at fan-service.org, their podcast, wrote into the show with a really good rap about discipline. Which we still need to. Uh, no, no, we'll give them the link right now. Let me just tiny URL oh, okay. it. Okay, all right. People should hear this. Yeah, it's a really good bonus rap. Very yeah. good. The whole rap lyrics encapsulate the plot of Discipline. Yes. Which is very complex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. All right, tinyurl.com slash S6TZR. And you can get the MP3 for that. Check out their podcast. If you like our podcast, you'll like theirs. They fucking tear into Desert Punk. And they actually took the Funimation trailer and did like a truth and advertising segment where they d- gave you the real trailer for Desert Punk. <laughs> That's good stuff. Go over there, because they like me. Now, I will say that... I hate you no. guys. <laughs> good for, I hate them too. I remember that there was like one episode of Desert Punk that I thought was absolutely brilliant because it had a battle with a guy named Kazuo Koike. And <laughs> it was Kazuo Koike be- is the most powerful name you can have for a warrior. And uh, you can take your Kenshins and say, oh, heart of sword, but yeah, it's no Kazuo Koike. Kazuo Koike, by the way, was an old, decrepit man who was in the show, okay? Was so, he an old, decrepit man? Like, who was you know, crazy. He was insane, too. Well, so, that makes sense. Yeah, it that was, fits. Yeah, and so that was, a, like, the last good episode that they had, and that was, like, episode two or three. Anime Genesis actually did a segment. They gave us a shout-out. They said, there's the Kazuo Koike interview on Dark Horse. Anime World Order really likes that guy. Thanks, Anime Thanks, guys. <laughs> you guys are great. We're getting famous. All right, Woohoo! So he moves on, on the internet. He asked about another show, Tenchi Muyo. I think the original OAVs are a perfectly fine, serviceable show. The movies are fine, but it's grown into something that it doesn't deserve to be. My now, opinion is, fuck Tenchi Muyo! There are <laughs> harem shows, and everything? then there's Tenchi Muyo, and the modern harem show is all Tenchi Muyo's fault. Mm. No, can, but uh, how can you look? Look at the show by itself. Is the, the show, modern show by itself fucking blows? I own the first movie 
and that's it. And the only reason I bought that movie was because it had music by Christopher Frankie, and I was like, oh, cool, Babylon 5. Yeah, I'll buy this shit. And so you I don't like the of like, but then that's fine. Okay. I enjoyed the OAV series, the original ones. They were perfectly ha I was perfectly happy with them. You're a bad person, Gerald. Fuck you, Daryl. <laughs> fuck you. No, it was perfectly see what fine show. does to people? You see Stephen Giannetti? And it didn't no, even no. deserve the reputation it had when it first came out. Like, how many people, way, way back when, were talking about, Oh, Kagato, baddest motherfucker ever. I don't remember sit there that. and play the organ. That must have been your little group of people. I don't remember any of them. No, I, I remember that. All of I remember that. Gerald. I don't no, remember I, that. I remember that. Art's that. Anime. Just, you weren't paying have, attention, Gerald. Well, I, I didn't have Usenet that, back then, so. so... This thing was yeah, just... Yeah, Kagato was a really popular villain back e Exceedingly then, so. so, yes. And Which I don't really arguments. know why, because he had, like, no characters. Right, he had no character, I didn't, I didn't and like what he did him. was no. just kind of have a somewhat ominous-looking character design. That's I remember much there all. were threads way back when. It'd all be like, who is the bigger badass? Kagato from Tenchi Muyo? Or Largo from Bubblegum Crisis, 400 replies of just, well, Kagato plays the organ, and Largo has control of beam cannon laser things in the sky. <laughs> Kagato wins, you know. <laughs> There's a great site, or rather, a great article written by David Nolan called A Brief Romp Through Tenchi Fandom History. It's on the site called Dragon's Anime, mm -hmm. and this thing is just this huge write-up of the entire... Tenchi fandom sorted past of everything that happened, and he just talks about how the schism between what's his face, you know, the, the co-creators of Tenchi, Hiroki Hayashi, and, and the, the faggot dude Kajishima, yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. The deal with him is he's kind of like the niche. He made Tenchi, and uh. Tenchi was a big hit, and then he spent the rest of his career trying to get that back, oh, whereas yeah. everybody else moved on and to other better things. But he was right. just like. The only person still sticking with it, so when they decided to keep making more Tenchi, he was the only one left. And so he was like, well, this is my envisionment on what Tenchi's going to be. And he made it that, to yeah. the chagrin of some people who, with and reason, you, yeah. and to the utter delight of the few lunatics who were still, like, well, hugely devoted to Tenchi and, like, what Sasami's right. true it's, feelings are. It's, well, it's mean, not the few, you know though. It. That's unfortunate. I lost interest in the whole franchise after Tenchi in Tokyo. I couldn't even make it through yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't so like bad. that one at all. <laughs> to read this article I'm talking about from Dragon's Anime, go to tinyurl.com slash gj6ap. The only thing I could offer an explanation for like why Tenshi Muyo was popular, people who love anime, they always say that American cartoons are cliched and <clears throat> anime is not. But the truth is that anime is just a whole anime different is set of cliches. cliches. Yeah, it's not as many cliches as everything yet. else. It's just not the same cliches as American stuff. So mm -hmm. exactly. you don't notice it. Like I when mean, you first you... move from American television or American comics to anime and manga, it doesn't seem cliched to you. I mean, but if the you more watch... you go back and watch like old school anime and read older manga, and the more stuff you read, the more you realize that it's just a different set of cliches. Yeah, I guess any... we just indirectly answered John Oshog's question from Norway. So, oh. He said he looked forward to hearing us try and pronounce his last name, Oshog. Yeah, he was oh, asking wait a us... Second. Wait a second, he says Gamer's Heaven. Who is anybody here? Wait, wait, I'm... Heaven? Have you read hey! Gamer's Heaven? I haven't Can read I it. Can I actually, like, say something? No, you're a girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Know your place. Now, Gamer's Heaven is by the creator of Gravitation, <laughs> therefore... Fuck you, Gerald, I have more fans see. than you do. Oh, okay, that Gamer's Heaven. All right, yeah, you can talk about that, Clarissa. I thought it was. I like, haven't read a Gamers Heaven. No, I haven't read Gamers Heaven. It is okay, by well, screw Murakami it. Maki, but I haven't actually read it yet. My previous so. statement stands, and I suppose 
now would be we a good time to mention yet. our website, which we totally forgot to mention, www.animeworldorder.com. And if you want to email us and add even more to our 75, we read all the emails. We just don't respond to them on the air in time. But we do read all of them as soon as we get them. And sometimes so we try and answer them in, in response emails. But yeah. So email us at animeworldorder at gmail.com. Or if you're really cool, you can leave a voicemail message at 206 6664AWO that's 2066664296 I want to move on to this next email we actually okay. I got to I got to bring this up cuz this is something that kind of gets on my nerves folks ladies and gentlemen out there on the internet something gets on your nerves yeah it's shocking i know i'm as shocked as you are but we just got this email it's the second email we got have you ever heard of the term viral marketing ichigo mhm oh yeah Okay. Yeah, that's huge. Viral marketing is kind of like a fake way of spreading word of mouth advertising. It's also the people, you know, the people who hire people to go into forums, create, you know, reliable right. personalities. Right. That's guerrilla marketing. That's guerrilla, yeah. It's slightly actually, different. It's a variation thereof. Guerrilla is actually a lot worse. Yeah, it's much best. worse. But viral marketing, they at least have the decency to be up front. What's yeah. happened with us in the last few days is we've been getting emails from, and I'm just going to fucking read her name. <laughs> Jacqueline Gamahagami, and she works for this place called M80IM, and they're like a viral marketing place, and they keep emailing us saying, hey, you might be some help for us. I'm contacting you on behalf of M80 and Anchor Bay Entertainment, which, is, for those of you keeping scores, Manga! video regarding <laughs> the DVD release of Karis, and they're, they're basically saying, if you put up this banner image, or this link to our website, we'll send you a DVD of Karis to review. And judging from the tone of the email, she doesn't realize that we're a podcast. She thinks we're just a blog. And the other thing is that Karis, if you haven't seen it, sucks. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not even, it's just... <laughs> it's just bad. I, yeah, I mean, it looks nice, but makes no sense, and there's no story at all, and it's just the kind of thing where it's like, I get the feeling that the Japanese are thinking, huh, what can we sell to ignorant American? Ah, I see. We make something like Advent Children, only shittier. And that's what Karis is. This is why we got the email. Since we mentioned Ghost in the Shell, I thought you might be interested in helping to promote this. It's best described as Batman with a samurai sword or a cyberpunk version of the crow. It's like, give me a break. All right? But well, here's the deal. I mean, the M80 is, I mean, they are a marketing firm. But they've got this whole grassroots marketing piece of what they offer. Yeah, she's like, the grassroots campaign we'll director. And they literally say on their website, they're like, We'll take your brand's products and services directly to proven online, quote, opinion leaders. So apparently you fit the bill. Yeah. Apparently uh, we're an opinion leader. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm so almost... then our opinions are apparently viable. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I mean, you do market yourself as anime world order. Yeah, so. like the Illuminati. We're the ones behind the scenes controlling everything. <laughs> the all-seeing eye. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the all-seeing eye was going to be our logo, but then we realized it was too hard to Photoshop an all-seeing eye into having the googly anime eyes. <laughs> and I was like, whatever. I don't know. I'm almost of the mind to actually just skewer Karis on the podcast itself and in the show notes, but actually put the link up per instructions and get this free DVD so we can make fun of it on the air. But I don't Why know. Why not? I mean, she said... Yeah, she just said put the link up. Well, and she didn't say you had to like it either. Yeah, yeah. And then she emailed us again <laughs> just now as we were recording, saying, I am still promoting this online. I was wondering if you were still interested in posting Karis assets web banners and or press release to your blog. I'm still offering the DVD for your help. If you're interested, here's the link. If you're not interested, sorry to bother you. Uh, one more link. Here's a link to the U.S. Karis viral game. 
and then she gives us a link. <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> I'm clicking on the link. Let's see what this is. Enter the, your details and those of your opponent. So you give your name and your email address. This is good. And then your opponent's name and your opponent's email address. It's almost like the ninja assassination thing from way back when, only right, they get right, your information. Right. Somehow that you can be on every mailing list ever. You want <laughs> some right. spam? Have some spam! I think we are going to put this picture up, but if you're listening, don't click that image. In fact, half of you people who get this off iTunes don't ever go to the show anyway, so you're not going to see it. But the joke's on her anyway. And we're going to well, get a free just, DVD. Why not just put a, a, you know, the source of the image, but no link? That way they can't click on it. I think they actually provide you with code like to paste in, but it's just like a link or something innocuous, or just a press release, actually. You can mm. do like no. if you just want to do just text, which we might no. do. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. We'll get like a free DVD, and we'll talk about how shitty it is, and it'll be like the Odin Review, <laughs> only not as good, because yeah. it's just that kind of good. I actually do want to go back and mention the thing for Gravitation where it's being serialized because the new chapters of Gravitation are actually coming out in an online manga anthology called Genzo. I'll put the link up in the show notes to the site. You can actually get the first new chapter of Gravitation in the July 2005 issue of Genzo for free. All the other issues you have to pay for, but the July issue is up for free and that has the first new Gravitation chapter and it is in English. Did so, I just hear that right? Is Gravitation a webcomic now? Oh, dear. Well, it's, it's an online distributed manga anthology that you download. Sounds right, like a webcomic so, to me. A webcomic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, sort of. It's not a webcomic in the sense of Penny Arcade where you have a four-panel strip or a new strip posted once every day or once every three days. It's and more it's like just Pop like Japan one strip on one page. Yeah, it, it's like reading an anthology you would buy, like Shonen Jump or whatever, except you download the whole thing and then read it on your computer instead of... Kind of like how everybody read website. Death Note at first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or how I still read Death Note. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that the biggest title in that? Because Maybe, this is a... I don't recognize any of the other titles. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I certainly don't recognize any of the other ones, and the names of the authors don't especially stand out to me. Genzo is pretty new. It, I mean, it just started in July 2005. Are the yeah. other things in English as well? I think so. That's a way to get people interested in your stuff. To yeah. Hook and them in with gravitation each, and then say, Each hey. issue is about 210 yen. It's actually billed in Japanese currency. So about two bucks. Each, yeah, each issue is 210 yen. And I do believe that the other ones in English are in English. I mean, I'm assuming that they are. All right. But I haven't bought any of them yet, so I will let you guys know if I do. We've got another email here from Alex Meacham, and he writes, Possible spoiler. Hey, guys. How's it going? My name is Alex. I'm 16, and I'm from Alabama. What is up with the ending of Evangelion? I'm talking about Evangelion, the end of Evangelion. After I got done watching it, the only thing I had to say was, What happened? Maybe you guys can explain to me what's going on. Thanks for reading this and keep up the good work. P.S. Evangelion screws with your mind. Man, I'm not even going to dignify this with a response because it's like Hideki Hano joked the planet with Evangelion and Evangelion mm -hmm. is the kind of thing with his joke on the planet 
influenced all of robot anime to come afterwards, and it was only until like Gal Gaigar and the Gona Guy remakes that it started to turn around. <laughs> we still haven't quite gotten over it completely. You're right in saying that he did his ending, and then you know people didn't like it. And he said, "Well, you know, I'm just going to screw with you more," and that's all a big joke on his part. He's so, laughing all the way to the bank. Here's our answer for you, Alex. If you really want to talk extensively about what happened in Evangelion and what happened in the ending and what does it mean, if you really are of the opinion that there is depth to that show beyond that of a muddy puddle in the street in which you try and look in from the surface and it looks like it's really deep until you actually jump in and you realize, oh wait, there's no depth to this whatsoever. Ha, joke's on me. If you don't think that's true, there's a website out there called Ava Monkey and all they do is talk about Ava. There's a huge message board forum avamonkey.com. It's the ultimate Evangelion resource site. Go there, read that site. That way we will never have to talk about Evangelion on this show. You don't want to talk about it? You don't want to? (laughs) You don't want to talk about it? We can talk about Razafon instead. Oh, okay. Brings us to our next email. This one's from Corey Yates, and she writes, Hello, AWO. My name is Kay. I'm 19, and I really enjoy your podcast. I'm currently listening to your 11th episode, and this was on you know, March 18th, so maybe she's caught up by now. And what caught my interest was the mentioning of Razafon being a remake of Evangelion, in a sense. I have the first volume of both series, and I compared them. Sure enough, they have very similar openings, almost the same from frame to frame. If you haven't noticed this, I suggest that you watch each opening on two different screens at the same time. The likeliness shocked me and made me think that I've been wasting money on something that I already own. Please, for my sanity... Tell me the major differences between the two. Are they made by different artists? What other anime series should I be aware of that are too close to each other? Thank you for your time. K zero underscore zero semicolon semicolon. I guess she's like eyes Googled out and all sweat drops and stuff like that. Ichigo. All right. So, um, yes, in a superficial sense, Razafon is kind of the next generation of Evangelion in that it's a giant robot anime with, you know, a younger pilot who has to save the world in some sense, right? Whenever I explain Razafon to people, I get the feeling that the people pitch the show as, all right, we're going to make Evangelion, only we can make it make sense, and we're going to make it without Shinji in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is actually in, in our, I think, our last episode, I did a review you of did, Razafon. actually. What I tell everybody is that it's got everything great about Ava without all the fucking angst. <laughs> you know, without, yeah, like you said, without Shinji. But what I really like about Razafon and what makes Razafon one of my all-time favorite series is the way that they use music in the series. Oh, yeah. Exceptional Um, soundtrack by Yoko Kano. Yeah, who not only did the closing, did all the other music, you know, and whatnot, but she then, you know, as usual, had Maya Sakamoto doing most of the vocals. Mm -hmm. And Maya Sakamoto also did voice acting, you know, as the, uh, the voice actress for Ayato's mother, Maya. And she also did, you know, sang the, the closing. But what I like about it is that, yeah, I mean, they there's a lot of parallels between Evangelion and Razafon, but I liked Razafon a lot better. Yeah, there's the whole, it makes a little more sense. There's not Shinji, so there's not so much angst. The characters are all a little bit older. They're not, you know, 14. They're like 17 and 20s and whatnot. So it's a little bit more uh, mature than, you know, immature. What, what did it for me was... The fact that they spent, you know, the first 10, 12 episodes or whatever doing the Monster of the Week, you know, introducing you to all the different characters and whatnot. Just like Ava? Just like Ava. But then they moved into a more serious story. Just like Ava. Well, but (laughs) Ava kind of did the Monster of the Week all the way up through about episode 22. Mm. 
<laughs> before they you know they did their their little closing that nobody likes and you know yeah like you said Hidekiano was like yeah screw you guys it's got a romance which Evangelion did not have you know unless you want to consider some of the the outer lying characters in Evangelion but there weren't any you know romance involving the main characters whereas you know in Rosafon there is which adds a nice you know a little bit more of a depth to it than Evangelion had in my opinion. Mm. And to answer so, another question, whether or not they're made by different artists, studio-wise, Evangelion yes. is made by Gainax, which is a very <laughs> famous studio. They did some phenomenal work until... Back in the early 90s. Yeah, before. back in the early years of the studio. And then, as, as of recent years, they've been kind of sucking. I mean, I liked up to about Fooly Cooly, and I know Gerald doesn't like Fooly Cooly at all. He says uh, up to yeah. about Ava. I, I liked um, Abenobashi that they did. Yeah. They got stupidly serious, but I would say, as a general rule... Yeah, they they started sucking pretty badly. Yeah, right now they're making stuff like He Is My Master. And, and they did Mahoromatic <laughs> and, and shows like well, that. Mahoromatic wasn't that bad. It was still Dead a made show. I mean, it should have been like a little more... When I think Gainax, I used to always think they take a genre and they turn it upside its head. And mm-hmm, Mahoromatic yeah. could have been that. It could have easily been that. They could have taken the made harem, whatever genre, and turned it upside its head because it didn't have the whole one year to live or whatever it is yeah. thing going with it. Right. But they didn't really do anything with it. It was still just another show. And I expect more from Gynax, honestly. Definitely. Especially given the previous work. And Razafon... And at least it wasn't a He Is My Master. Yeah. <laughs> Razafon, yeah, like you said, was, was done by Bones. Um, and it was right. done all digital. Bones is and, the studio uh, that also made Full Metal Alchemist, just so you know, Corey. They did... Wolf's um, Rain as well. Wolf's Rain, but don't watch that. Yeah, yeah avoid don't watch that. Well, if you watch Wolf's Rain, watch like the first 12 episodes and then stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did um, Cowboy Bebop, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. The they... movie, yes, at least. At yeah, least. they did the movie. They did and a nice was... animation. And so yeah. it was also directed by uh, Yutaka Izabuchi, who also did the manga. Angelic Layer, Blood Plus, is well, they didn't really do most of the work on Blood Plus. That's mostly production. They did Escaflone. Yeah, Escaflone, the, um, the movie yeah. production. Uh, Eureka 7. Yeah. Fafner, it's got here. But yeah, mainly you just remember Full Metal Alchemist. They also did Mars Daybreak. That's another one. Yeah, I'm watching. And they did, they did Kurao Phantom Memory, which if you guys haven't watched, I would highly recommend it. Okay. I haven't really heard too much about that one. But yeah, Bones is yeah, this kind of studio it, it, that they make shows that... The idea is that it'll appeal to the American audiences. I hope that answers your question, Corey. Judge for yourself whether or not you think you're wasting your time on Razafon. If Christian Smith were here, he would say you are absolutely wasting your time on Razafon. Believe what you believe. If you don't like it, it's probably not going to change your mind as you go. So if you're feeling not too hot on it at first, it's probably not going to catch you, is my opinion. Around yeah, that. I mean, after the first episode, I was hooked. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how it is for most people. You're with it from the mm-hmm. start or you're against it. It's not one of those yeah. shows where, like, oh, the first couple episodes, you've got to give it some time, and then it grabs you. Razafon is very take it or leave it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't think it was a great series, but I didn't think it was bad either, and I enjoyed mm. watching it. And it's yeah. very pretty. Well, why don't we take a look at this one by Steve Harrison. And uh, he wrote this to us on uh, March 25th, and this is in response to <laughs> the subject of it. He said, AWO 12 and Final Countdown. And he says, oh, no, he didn't. Ryan must turn in his 80s movie creds with his final countdown comment. How could anyone mistake Kirk Douglas for Roy Schneider? Cripes. I'm guessing his ABC Movie of the Week comment was 
more based on the feel of the movie because Final Countdown was actually a fairly major release in the theaters in 1980. I highly recommend the recent Blue Underground release of Final Countdown on DVD. Getting the two-disc limited edition is worth the money. It's a Nishizaki kind of movie. Lots of procedures filmed to give the movie reality. The U.S. Navy was overjoyed. The best publicity they had had since Top Gun. Roy Schneider. Jeez. Yeah. We got to get Steve (laughs) Harrison on this show. It's going to happen because he's got phone cards and stuff like that. He just found a bunch. And he said he was going to call in and leave like a discipline reading on the voicemail, but he didn't do it yet. You know why? Because he's a slacker who's still got a 13-inch TV in this modern day and age. He's got a DVD player hooked up to that, and he's got like a (laughs) dial-up modem still. But whatever. We love you, Steve. Yes. Keep fighting the good fight you know, out there in Yamato land and all that. Other emails. This email here is from Hiro Yui again. Hey, AWOs, you kindly read out my letter on show number 10. I feel obliged to reply to comments made in response to the letter and other stuff you guys have mentioned throughout your shows. Firstly, Hiro Yui's a pen name. You don't say. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought he was totally the guy who piloted the gun. I know. No, his real name is Wayne. And because that's kind of crap, I opt for the former. Jonathan Ross recently hosted another miniseries called Asian Invasion that could have been the second series of Japanorama Daryl mentioned. But if not, I would love to see a second series as that show is awesome. I was not talking about Asian Invasion. There is going to be a second series of Japanorama. It hasn't aired yet, but I believe it's on the way. Also, Gerald was correct in reference to there being a previous anime magazine. However, there's only one available in the moment talking about in the UK. Right. Enjoying what you guys are doing with the show, especially Clarissa's reviews and Daryl's search for the truth, which is both entertaining and tragic. After mentioning that your post-show notes, I thought that I should do my bit and visit the website where I found pictures of those otaku you interviewed, which made me rethink my admiration for anime and Japanese culture. London will be having its first anime convention in 2007. Solely anime convention. And I've never been to one before, nor have I met another anime fan, so I have one question. Do all female otaku look as easy as those on your website? Hmm. No offense, as you probably spent a lot of time and thought on your costumes, but is that how other anime fans look? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> finally, in reference to fan- <laughs> finally, in reference to fan subs, there's no excuse for not purchasing something that you want and is available. No one deserves free anime especially people who have never bought a single anime DVD or video. Hope I didn't offend anyone. Bring on the Yowie Paddle and keep on the good work, Hiro Yui. Thanks for the email, Hiro. Man, <laughs> the pictures that I take, look forward to that in uh, your London anime convention. Be sure, Be sure to, to send us a report. Us yeah. yeah, we do want to report back. Assuming that we still exist in 2007, and we will, because yeah. <laughs> we'll never die. We're like Koji Kabuto. See, I'm always torn, though, because I actually associate with other fans a lot more than Daryl and Gerald do. And I know, you know, so (laughs) so I I actually know more people. And it's like, I'll agree that there are definitely fans who are people at cons who are totally obnoxious and who I can't stand. And there are definitely people who are just attention whoring. You can just say the girls. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, guys do it, too. Guys do it, too. To get the guys who are trying to get the girls. Yeah, exactly. I've seen the guys out there with signs and... Will Yoy for Will Yoy for, for a dollar. Will Yoy for... Since when did Yoy become a verb, anyway? Oh, the, don't even get me started on that. It drives me the- crazy. And I can't <laughs> fucking stand when people, like, use Yoy to describe 
gay people or any oh it drives or me just like general shonen eye or something yeah like it, it drives me insane but i mean i don't know i know a lot of people that it's like maybe they don't cosplay in the most elaborate most expensive best costumes that they spent months and months and months on but they're just doing it to have fun because they like cosplay. at others expense all right. Yes, because it, it causes you so much physical It does! Energy. It's the only aspect of the con you can't not avoid. If I don't like AMVs, I just don't walk in the AMV room. If I don't really care about fan fiction, I don't need to go to the fan fiction panel. But if I don't... Fiction panels you, you can't escape the screaming cosplayers. Yeah. The cosplayers, that's like the one and only like sub-fandom faction that's inescapable. So it's kind of yeah, like... And see, that's like my favorite part is just walking around and seeing people looking freaky out, freaky in costumes. Well, that's what the truth's all about. I yeah. mean, it doesn't bother Ishigo me. Ishigo understands the know. truth, internet. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't... I mean, it's I personally not, like, morally cosplay, offensive so. to me. I don't know. I managed to walk around cons just fine without... Some of those wings are pretty large. Well, that is true. Wings, <laughs> Kind of hard yeah. to wear. Yeah, well, you just Masters. bash through them and say, hey, I had right away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. We got an email from Sakura Jirai, aka hold Justine. Hold on, you didn't you didn't read it right. It's Sakura Jirai carrot underscore carrot. It makes I'm a smiley face. I'm not gonna read out. I'm not gonna read out the emoticon. Devil Kitty two thousand and six, <laughs> aka Justine. I don't read emoticons. Not the Justine. Anyway, <laughs> I hope not the Justine. What do you mean you hope not? I hope. <laughs> All right, read the email, Clarissa. All right, her. Email is entitled Fan Mail Teehee. Teehee? Fan Mail exclamation point exclamation point Teehee exclamation point. There you go. It says, uh, hey guys, Sakura here. Double exclamation point. Yes, that's nice. I just recently started listening to your podcast, and I must say that I was turned into an immediate fan with all your interesting anime rants and simply the fact that you guys have a female on your team. Hope that didn't sound sexist, but none of the other anime podcasts I have have female hosts. She T should underscore T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she's crying. Crying. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I think your new recording with Mono sounds phantasmagorical. <laughs> triple exclamation point. Phantasmagorical? What <laughs> yes. the hell is that? It was the <laughs> PC game. <laughs> Phantasmagoria. <laughs> the second one had this really bizarre sex scene in it. <laughs> you remember those games. First one had a really awesome soundtrack. Yeah, I remember those Yeah, games. yeah. That's the only thing she can be talking about. It's Back like when they had the games. terrible, terrible idea of putting live-action people against in, in video games. Anyway, she says, I am the co-founder of our local anime club consisting of 75 crazy anime otakus. We played your podcast at our last meeting, and everyone loved it. Loved Play it! It's in all caps. Yes. Playing your podcast has become a weekly ritual, and your fan masses have grown. Oh, Lol. No. It hurts to think that dubs are more popular than subs. I've found that listening to the anime in its original context is very enjoyable, and most of the time American dubbers can't fit the voice actor with the character. In one of the later seasons of the English dub of Sailor Moon, Usagi sounds like Bullwinkle. Oh, sadness. Yeah, Sailor Moon is a pretty notoriously bad dub. <laughs> um, Just imagining Usagi sounding like Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. I can imagine Usagi sounding like Rocky. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> Bullwinkle, I can't fucking impersonate <laughs> I can't either. No Watch one me can. Pull around That's why that's so endured for so many years. <laughs> well, let me just file this under shit I already know. <laughs> she says, Okay, I'm dying for your opinions on this topic. Sorry if you guys reviewed this already, but like I said, I'm a newbie. Which do you think is a better? A newbie who's the co-founder of a 75 member. I think she means to the podcast. I think she oh, okay. means to listening to the podcast. All right. 
Which do you think is better, anime or manga? Have you ever read a manga, then watched the anime of the manga you just read and said that sucked major ass, or vice versa? A lot of my minions slash members are very stubborn when it comes to this topic. In my personal opinion, I think it depends on the series, yet others say that the manga version is better than the anime version, no matter what the series, while others are the complete opposite. While I'll take my leave now, I think I'm rambling. I hope I didn't confuse you, I'm good at that. Please keep up the Greater good work, than you guys. sign, period. <laughs> Greater than sign. Squinting the eyes, I think. Carrot, or carrot, something. double quotation mark. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that one I don't know. Yeah. The uh Emoticons. the greater than period greater than is kind of like shifty eyed, like looking around. I thought it was supposed uh, to be okay. like Kirby or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the question. Which is better anime or manga? I think it varies. Like most of the time I think the manga is usually better just because I would agree. Yeah. I think in most cases the manga tends to be longer than the anime. And there's more room for stuff like side characters to be fleshed out and subplots that often get taken out in the anime. I think it's more and the rule than anything but, else. Yeah. Well, but yeah, there because, are exceptions. I mean, there yeah, are certainly ex- exceptions. What were you going to say? Run with it. Oh, I was just going to say I completely agree with that because if you think about it, the manga artist is just writing the comic, you know, as they want. If mm-hmm. they realize they, you know, do one a month or one a week or whatever, whereas yeah. with the anime, you have to worry about funding and, you know, ratings and everything right, else like right. that. There's all that creative control that the mangaka loses when it turns into an anime. Well, that also depends as well, because if it's in, like, Shonen Jump, that, yeah, then they're that's very, very closely subject. controlled. Yeah, editors are all over Shonen Jump titles, but that brings me right. to what I was going to say about pacing. And generally... Pacing in manga is usually a little more forgiving. Like, mm. if someone gives a very lengthy speech while someone is performing an action, you're a little more inclined to believe it than when you watch an anime yeah. and someone's throwing a punch and then they give, like, a five-minute soliloquy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and also, definitely. just in generally, when it comes to action-oriented shows, most of the time, I tend to prefer the anime, honestly, because I like to see... The action in motion. In motion, And yeah. the other thing is that manga artists, very few of them are able to convey action on the printed page in a way mm-hmm. such that it makes sense. Like, a lot of right. times, action scenes will just degenerate into a whole bunch of squiggly lines. Yeah. You know, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Berserk is kind of like Berserk that in some the... of its more insane scenes. I actually thought I was going to say Berserk is one of the exceptions like Kentaro Miura and also Yukito Kishiro who does Battle mm-hmm. Angel Alita. I mm-hmm. think those two guys are like people who can properly convey action on a page so it's like oh they did this and I can follow it. I know, that well, you hate see, this guy, I know that you hate this guy Daryl but Masamune Shiro can usually pull off a decent action scene on the page. Really? I actually. When's I actually, the last time Masamune Shiro did an action scene that wasn't well, like the kind of action in terms of like you know a boat having sex with a no. woman that looks like you know? <laughs> I'm actually referring way back to Ghost in the Shell. Tied to a rudder and uh, spinning around, and yeah, that's 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 someone better than Shiro will ever be. <laughs> that's a Koike Ikigami shining moment. Yeah, see, I was going to say, you know, with Berserk is that it's usually pretty good, but some of his action scenes get so busy that it's hard to find out, see what's going on. I have a big problem with that in some some manga. Like, I totally agree. Like, sometimes I'll I'll read certain action series, and they'll put so much detail into the page that it actually hurts it because you lose track of what's happening in all of the details that they've drawn in. 
I have an issue also that certain comedic shows I think have translated very well to an animation format. Azumanga like, Dayo. I think yeah, that's yeah. that's one that comes to mind. Yeah. Another one that comes to mind for me, and I know that we're at odds with this, Daryl, but Cromarty. I think that Cromarty transferred so well because I think some of the humor that came out on that was some of the voice actors that they used. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, well, um, and and you know some of the the episodes or, or you know shorts like the the whole one with the humming song thing, right? That, right. that comes across so much better when you have audio. Yeah, and I mean yeah. I can't yeah. think of any other voice but Norio Wakamoto as the voice as of Mekizawa. as Mekazawa. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think I would have ever thought of Norio Wakamoto as Mekazawa if I hadn't seen the anime. Right. Well, uh, and see, I always think of him as the cat from Azumanga Daioh. Right. Right. You know, right. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. I think that the cases where the the anime is actually a, like a lot better to me are, are fairly rare. Like right. generally, the cases biggest, yeah, violinist of Hamlin. I yeah, think, I was going to just bring up that, that a case like, where the anime differentiates yeah. significantly from. I the know manga. people that totally disagree. I know people that think well, the anime of Hamlin sucks and they love the manga. No, I think the the anime. Those is are people who like superior. Slayers, Clarissa. Hey, Slayers is good. <laughs> And yeah, you didn't like Slayers, Slayers man. Slayers, Slayers is much better ended than Hamlin. The same thing for a little too long. See, actually, that's that's kind of why I didn't like the Hamlin manga. Because when I read the Hamlin manga, I thought, "Wow, this is like Slayers, but not as good." Yeah. Can and you believe so, that Hamlin started at the same time as Kenshin? Wow, really? Yeah. And yet, if you read the Kenshin manga, the artwork for that progresses, and you can see him improve yeah. pretty noticeably. You do not see that in the Hamlin manga. It's like. It looks pretty similar, mm. but oh well. But it's you... got its fans. I definitely does. But in general, yeah. Any other examples you guys know of like, anime not, that are much better than manga? I, I want to say Full Metal well, Alchemist. You know, actually, there's yeah? a point where the storyline totally diverges from the comic. About I don't know, possibly halfway, possibly 25 percent through. It's different. I don't know if it's necessarily better, but it's different. And I know a lot of people like yeah. the show. I was going to say that uh, the Rosafon anime was better than the manga, in my opinion. Was Did the, the manga for that come first, or was it done after? No. Generally, it, it came after, and actually there were two okay. different versions of it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me append the statement, then. If the manga <laughs> came first, the manga is usually okay. better. If they yeah, make yeah. the manga after the show, like they do with like a lot of the Gundam All things or stuff like that, then yeah, yeah. Scryad <laughs> manga was made after the show. That's not all that. It know, started out of, good, but yeah, it, yeah. It started off like it could have been like JoJo's yeah. and then died. The Evangelion manga is interesting. Still not over. Still not over. It actually started before <laughs> the anime and then is still going to this day. It's like one every six months. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's got a very an interesting sort of approach mm-hmm. to the show. Yeah. Another one like the where the anime I think is better is um Kaiken Phrase. Like I don't I think none of you guys have probably ever seen that I the manga, but like the manga for Kaiken Phrase is this very, very generic shoujo manga, annoying female main character meets dreamy, you know, sexy lead singer of band. They, you know, fall oh, it's in like love. gravitation. Well, sort of. <laughs> not as good. One as major good. big difference. Yeah, well, one major difference, and it's not as good. Like it's it's very much less fun than gravitation. The anime, I think, did a really, really good thing in at least the first, like, uh, I think it was maybe 20-something episodes of the anime. It actually started off before the beginning of the manga, just focused on the band, and the female character, main character, wasn't even in it at all. She doesn't even appear until, like, 20-something, maybe 30-something episodes in. 
trademark, incredibly long answer to a very simple question. Simple question. (laughs) So I guess to sum it up, usually, yeah, the manga is better than the anime, but there are exceptions. It's better except when it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. Anime pulse, ladies and gentlemen. Brevity is so much wit. better than Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen to them instead of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. You get, your guys' show is awesome. <laughs> For no. me too. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This yeah. next one is from Alex Scott. He writes, uh, subject to this is Leiji Matsumoto. He writes, I love the show. I would love to hear a segment on Leiji Matsumoto, on what he's done and if it's any good. I heard of him through the musical Interstellar 5555, which he made with the house duo Daft Punk. You guys keep up the good work, and I hope to hear much more from you guys. P.S. Clarissa sounds kind of hot. Oh, I have to read This Frapper Map thing is getting out of hand. People are (laughs) voting against Daryl Surratt in favor of Clarissa. (laughs) The only way for me to win this and turn it all around is post pictures of all of us. We gotta, I, we gotta how, have pictures. Yeah, they'll, they'll see that I look the coolest by far. You know, my popularity will spike then, obviously. No, I'm against pictures. Clarissa has something to hide. <laughs> yes, I'm actually, a no. I'm actually a fan, and that's you've discovered my horrible, horrible secret. But, but yeah, yeah, on with on the, the Leji Matsumoto. Matsumoto. <laughs> you should go on Distorted View then. We'll absolutely do a segment on Matsumoto at some point, since he is just a giant. Gigantic yeah. figure in anime. And yeah, I mean, we did just talk about uh, with Tim Eldred. We did spend right. quite a bit of time on Star Blazers, and we mentioned some other things like Harlock and things like that. But yeah, I definitely would like to do a segment on yeah. Leiji Matsumoto and all the cool things he's done over the years. It's, and some of the not so cool things he's done, like DNA sites. Right. Uh, yeah. That's a big task, though, since uh, yeah. that's a lot of stuff. We'd probably have to recruit someone from Cornpone Flicks. Or oh, God. Something. If we get Matt Murray on the show, he, well, he'd refuse to do it, first of all, but he'd kill us on talking about Harlock yeah. and all that stuff. No, he needs to come on and, and talk about Leiji Matsumoto. Matt Murray is kind of anti technology in this sort of weird Unabomber fashion. I tell you what we'll do. We'll try and get Neil Nadelman on. I think he Neil would destroy will do us, it. too. Well, he will destroy us, but he'd be willing to destroy us, is the difference. Right. True. He'd, he'd do the show. Especially now that Mike's on, did the show for Odin. Now, just a qu- quick question. Interstellar 5555, that took, like, years to come out and be made, didn't it? Because I remember the DVD came out literally a couple of years ago, but it was being made. They were releasing just the episodes or the, the songs of it a year at a time or something like that. Well, music videos don't tend to come out that rapidly, necessarily, so... I don't, and plus they had to have time to do all the animation. I don't know if they animated them all at once or not. No, they didn't. They, they definitely did yeah. because I, I didn't. watched the first yeah. four or whatever, right. and then it was just a really long time until the rest. Yeah, came out. they did them successfully. Yeah, so like, because well, they showed like the first four on uh, Cartoon Network in like two thousand two right. or something. Yeah, even even older. I remember people talking about this before then, even. Oh, okay. But like two thousand one, two thousand, even. But uh, something around that time, though. And I remember Interstellar 5555 was annoying to find because I'd always look for it in the anime section. And it's in the music section. It's in the music section. It's never in the anime section. Because it's music videos for Daft Punk. Right, which is appropriate. Although I think it should be in the anime section too. We have another email by My Little Pony Killer. What a name. He, she, uh, maybe it's a she, I don't know, says, Hello all, I'm looking for some new anime to fill my time. I consider myself an anime fan, but not an anime connoisseur. I generally prefer giant robot anime, and my favorite anime series include Ava... Not a giant uh, robot show. Well, not technically, no. Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Cowboy Bebop, 
Robotech, Case Closed, Gundam, Escaflone, and anything by Miyazaki. The Japanese version of Naruto and Lupin the Third. I find that One Piece and the English version of Naruto are too childish, and Believe FMA it. bores me. Do you have any recommendations? This whole show Robot is about our recommendations. <laughs> Gao Gaigar, you'll like that. Yes. Giant uh, Robo. Didn't I, didn't I already talk about I will about review Gal Giant Gal Robo yeah. at some point. Robo? Someone demanded I review Good, Giant Robo. Good, you should. You should, Daryl. What other domestically what available so stuff? Uh, Get a Robo. There's Get a Robo on uh, There's New Get a Robo. Stop being a pussy, Gerald. Get a Robo is the most for the real old, show. That show, that no, ADB no, one no. is shitty. Forget no, Get a Robo. It's really for, fucking no, rad. Forget no. Shin Get a Robo. Shin Get a Robo, no. Get no, forget Shin Get a Robo. See what I gotta put up with here, Dave Riley? Try and teach people about Get a Robo and Shin Get a Robo. And Shin Get a Robo versus Neo Get a Robo. And New Get a Robo. But the co-hosts holding me down, as always. Alright, whatever. Mazen Kaiser's a good Mazen- show. Excellent show. That's a really sort of over-the-top robot show in every sense of the word. What do you think of Godan are? Too much fan service, in my opinion. I think it would have been a better show without the heavy, How heavy fan service. Watch? Did you watch I- all of No, I didn't. I watched like five episodes. Okay. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it, but I've actually heard that it's actually very good overall. And, of course, Ichigo, you know, his his favorite show, uh, Razzophon. Yeah, I mean, if you don't consider Ava a giant robot series, then I guess Razzophon doesn't really count either. Well, no, Ava, I didn't say isn't a giant robot series because the Avas themselves aren't really robots. They're kind of like these biological armor things. I think that it counts in the terms that they are used and their approach is like a giant robot. I suppose. Also, maybe Aura Battle or Dunbine, if uh, you liked Robotech. It's a very bad release in the U.S., though. Like, in terms of the quality they did on the subtitles and on every aspect of how that thing came out. But it's you cheap. Can buy, you can buy it for, like, $3 a disc. Yeah. And it's a good show, in my opinion. But, again, presentation could use some work. Right. So, there you go. Um, what about uh, Big O? I like the Big O. I liked Big O. So, I'd recommend it. The, um, the best episode I know of the second lot. season was the one where they made Get a Robo. <laughs> the greatest villain. Yeah, I mean, it's not to everyone's taste. Some people like it, some people don't, but... Right. You know, I like it, Daryl likes it. Check I it don't. out. Um, there's another show that's kind of obscure. <laughs> well, you don't like anything, Gerald. He likes uh, Nagica. Thank you Unless very much. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I like, said. you know, other things. But there's another kind of Ica. obscure... Shut up, Daryl. <laughs> There's another, obs- there's another obscure giant robot show called uh, Z-Mind that was only six episodes, and it's not very bad at all. It was something that could have been something really neat, but uh, I guess they didn't really see much potential in it, so they just cut it off pretty early. And so you what he's trying that- to say is watch Gunbuster instead. <laughs> that is pretty much the ultimate recommendation that I was leading up to. But that's not to. out on DVD yet. You can it's only get that on, very, on rather soon. hard-to-find VHSs. This isn't really a giant robot, giant robot kind of show, but I'd like to recommend Pat Labor. Any of it. Mm. Even though some of it isn't very robot intensive, I think it's a really good show that you should watch. And of course, Monster. We talked about Monster and nothing to do with robots, but yeah. Yeah, but they're really good. They're really good shows. Most of the things we review on this show are shows that we like. Unless we don't. Unless it's like Odin or... Which you should watch. And Daryl still likes. He just doesn't want to admit it. I like it for how bad it is. We love. He loves it. He loves it. His life wouldn't be complete without. My life wouldn't be complete without Apocalypse Zero, Gerald Odin. I could leave, but Apocalypse Zero—that's what 
this empire is built upon. But, oh yeah, see, we love to hate Odin, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Other emails, this was actually sent not to the show address, but to my personal address. This is from Carol Hutchings, who is a fan who knows a ton about Yamato and stuff like that. And this is Podcast Kudos. She writes, hey, yeah, that was a pretty great episode with Tim Eldred. I got the impression that Clarissa's pissed at you guys because she didn't get to ask everything she wanted to. <laughs> what, That's all the time. That? <laughs> but I was very glad for that trip down Tim's version of Fanboy Memory Lane. Star Wars was my gateway drug to anime, too. I remember going to my first or second sci-fi con, seeing a guy dressed up as Sandor walking around. You said Star Wars. That's what she wrote. She wrote Star Wars. Yeah. She okay. didn't write Star Blazers, but I guess she probably meant to say Star Blazers. Because that's what she knows a ton about. So she's always been shy, so she never spoke to him or to the woman with the weird button. If I could take the analogy about Star Wars being the captain of the football team and Star Blazers being the captain of the debate team, if I could take that analogy further, I'd like to say that we all had high hopes for Star Wars when he left high school for college football. But he threw his back out the day the talent scout for the pros was in the stands. <laughs> and he pretty much just threw his life away after that. I was so disappointed in the boy after he got that Jar Jar Forever tattoo on his arm without our permission. Pretty robbed a liquor store where a gun went off by accident. Now he's doing time in the joint somewhere. Once in a while, I'll be in the supermarket. I'll see a neighbor, and all she can do is rave about her son, Harry Potter, or how surprised she was that Lord of the Rings did so well as they did in life. I'm polite, and I put on my geisha face. I say good things and praise them for being so lucky. I gotta admit, sometimes I'm a little jealous. All I can do is remember those good days that were maybe only so good because of our own expectations and the imagination and unfulfilled potential of youth. So enough of that maudlin crap. You guys did a great job and you should be proud. Nobody else is paying attention to the stuff you do. So <laughs> thanks very much, Carol. You also wrote another email prior and we did read it. We just didn't read it out on the show because we responded to you and all that. So yeah, it's good to know that there's someone out there who actually listened to the Tim yeah. Eldred interview. I still hope one of these days to go to Desolate Oktoberfest. You're you coming know. to AWA this year, whether you like it or not, Clarissa. And we're gonna... When is it? It's in September. Uh, well... All right, I'll have to see what my class schedule well, is like. You're gonna, it's always... miss, you're gonna have to fade out in your finals or your exams to go to AWA. <laughs> September twenty second to twenty fourth. <laughs> Renaissance Waverly, Cobb Galleria Center. Atlanta, but I'm Georgia. too poor. Well, we're getting in for free. Oh well. We're, we're gonna be members of the Truth Brigade. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what this podcast is about. It's all a scam to get free yes. passes into conventions. Everyone has been successfully pranked. Indeed. Winners are us. How many free conventions do you scam yourself into as you go by saying you're at Anime Pulse? We haven't been to uh, any since we started the podcast. Uh, uh, that'd be zero, but we're hoping to do the, uh, get press passes for NDK this year. Yeah, as long as it's not Otakon, where they won't even let Chris Beveridge, the guy who runs Anime on DVD, in with a press pass, because he's just <laughs> not press enough. Wow. You, you can fool people into thinking that we have integrity by saying, hey, check out our anime podcast. There's this... <laughs> wannabe anime podcast called ASO Radio, who actually got their own panel, and they were just horrible, so we're like, oh, oh really? we panel this year. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they did the recording, and it was kind of okay, but then they like they, they weren't even set up with, the, with an RSS feed or anything, it was just direct download only, and then they didn't even release it from the con, so... Yeah, they probably yeah. weren't invited back then. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Yeah, I guess <laughs> time will tell. We have another email here. This is one is from Alfonso Alba, and he writes, 
Hello, my name is Alfonso. I'm a full-time slacker, and I currently live in Mexico and Brazil. Mexico. I'm four years old. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I'm 24 years old and consider myself an anime fan since I can remember. Probably since I was six or so. <laughs> Daryl? It wasn't me, what? <laughs> I've been framed. This is a setup. <laughs> it's always you, Daryl. Yeah, no. it is. It's always Daryl. Now, he goes on to say, anime has a very rich history here in Mexico. Mexico. I remember the first notion I had of anime, and this is a collective thought among people my age, was, <laughs> was that they were Chinese cartoons. This evolved later to Japanimation, and then to Japanimation. And then anime. <laughs> Look, I'm going to kill someone here. I'll put on my other you microphone can't. and make you all deaf. <laughs> you can't kill us through the internet. I will kill you through my microphone and its wonderful feedback. You can't touch me through the interweb. Then we'll just disconnect you from the Skype conversation. No. Disconnect. <laughs> For starters, in national TV, since I can remember, there have been all kinds of anime... And I will try to mention some of these that I can still recall. For jealousy points, we got Saint Seiya on national TV approximately 13 or 14 years ago. Oh! Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, DVD. Still bitter about America for not getting Saint Seiya when they should have. Yeah. Magic Knight Ray Earth, Dr. Slump, Sailor Moon, Dr. Slayer, Zenkeys, Escaflona, Captain Tsubasa, Sweet Ghost Sweeper, Captain, Mikami. Captain Tsubasa is tearing up the airwaves in Iraq right now. Yeah, yeah Captain Majid. Slam Dunk. Dragon Quest, Samurai Pizza Cats, Street Fighter 2V, Ranma Half, and those are the most mainstream ones. And then he goes on to mention some older ones like Candy Candy, Remy, Maya the Bee, Voltron, Mazinger, Gachaman, awesome, yeah. Queen of a Thousand Years. Queen of a Thousand Years, like Queen Millennia, mm. was, wow, that was actually, the TV series for that was aired in, okay, we hate you. Yeah. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> Time Bokan, Heidi of the Alps, um, they, and he says, you know, uh, the weird a weird phenomenon surrounding anime is that regardless that you may speak English or Japanese, most people prefer anime dubbed. Por well, favor, no! <laughs> Por favor, no! Here Ooh, I don't know, those Spanish you know anime dubs are pretty amazing. I remember watching Dragon Ball Z on, I think it was Telemundo, in, mm -hmm. in the Spanish dub, and it always used to crack me up because Vegeta had that Spanish announcer voice. <laughs> like, like you always hear that deep Spanish announcer voice. You know, Goku, Goku, por favor. It was awesome. We gotta get great. The, the best part of the Mexican dubs. Like Evangelion has a Mexican audio track, a Mexican, a Spanish audio track. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is how they read signs out loud, even if they subtitle it in Spanish. Like it assumes that. The viewing public can't read or something like that. Mm. So whenever there's like a road sign or something, they'll read it. I would it. love to. They'll just hear this, this voice, this ghostly voice, just reading signs out loud. And I have to say, That's I actually think actually common the, in uh, Europe and all over. I think that the Spanish hentai dubs are pretty amazing. They are pretty amazing, the few that I've seen. I would love to hear some of these dubs like... Um, I'd love to hear you know, like the Magic Knight Rare Earth one, and I'd love to hear you know mm. Ryu in Street Fighter 2V in, yeah. in Spanish. We need the Disponad copy translated into Spanish and read yes. by a Spanish announcer. Yeah, Alfonso yes. Alba, this is your task right now. Yes. As you're listening to this, you're old yes. enough. You're 24 years old. Regardless of whether you choose to accept it, Tra translate years old. that 
Translate the discipline ad copy into Spanish and then send us a reading. In a sultry and read it like, Spaniard voice. Read it like, you know, a you. Telemundo announcer. <laughs> yeah, basically it's uh, yet another part of our, you know, anime around the world. But, and uh, apparently they get a lot of pretty cool stuff over there. I know that yeah. one of the big things was that they got Magic Knight Rare Earth a while before America did. And that uh, got a lot of American fans uh, really jealous of, uh, of uh, Mexico. He finishes up by saying to keep this from reaching Dragon Ballic proportions, let me just end with an homage to one of the best anime shows ever, Crayon Shinshan. Funniest anime I've ever seen. I really think this show deserves more recognition stateside. Well, you're in for a treat, Alfonso, because it's Got finally licensed. licensed. Yep. Manga's been licensed for years, though. Yeah, but by Comics mm. One, which is now Dr. 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 Master. I'm guessing they're still selling the Shinshan things, but mostly, like, I guess they just stopped selling manga and are just mostly the Chinese comics. Is that yeah. what happened with them? But yeah, this goes out to all of our Spanish listeners. Your job is to send in discipline readings. Job and, of all uh, listeners. Especially the Spanish ones. We want awesome Spanish readings of this. Yeah. We'll accept we discipline ad copy with, like, sexy Antonio Banderas-style yeah. accent, but we really... Brax Spanish. Dad. In Spanish. Mm. Brax <laughs> Brax Dad. <Yes. laughs> We got an email here from Michael Cummings. He writes, hey guys, just got done listening to your infamous Odin episode. I was just wondering how many people are going to watch Odin just because you told them not to. The answer to your question Every is one at least six people, I can confirm, have gone and watched Odin just because we told them not to. I would be interested to hear any emails from people who, despite your warnings, went on to watch it. Is there like a hardcore Odin fan base that's going to inundate <laughs> you with, with hate mail over the show? Oh, uh, No. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it would, I would mention to you guys that when you do get around to that mandatory anime watching list that we were supposed to do like two months ago and never did, <laughs> that you put content ratings or a content summary for your shows. I'm 17. I have no trouble personally about any show, but I get all my anime through my parents' computer and it makes it incredibly dangerous to watch or download anything that I don't know what's in it. So m- thanks, Mike, for the email. There's never was any hardcore Odin fan base. So I think we're uh, we're pretty safe. Mm. But yeah, content warnings. I was actually just lazy. This show has an explicit tag on it, just because I figured we'd someday slip up and you know start talking about dicks or something like that. <laughs> and well, we talked about Gonad the Barbarian, and people yes. bought that. I can't believe that. Yeah, God. <laughs> I can't believe they found it. <laughs> to be honest. You wouldn't think that, you know, that would just be right there, available for people to pick up. We didn't really get much in the way Odin feedback. We got a lot of feedback about Death Note. And all of it was, yeah, like, we... people who failed at the spoiler tags, so we can't really read much of it. Yeah. We did get this one voicemail from Allison Wilgus. We'll play that now, I guess. Hey, guys. This is Allison, a sometimes invader of Ninja Consultant. I just wanted to, I don't know, call in, except not really to second pretty much everything Clarissa said about Death Note. I finished reading the fourth volume a few weeks ago and then was like, oh my god, this is the best manga ever! I must immediately read everything that came after it! And then, holy shit! It, you know, I the one thing I do disagree with Clarissa is that I feel like it jumped the shark way before Chapter 58. I think that the minute they introduced this whole corporate storyline, you know, that's lame. I didn't care about any of those people. I didn't care about their freaking corporation. I cared a lot about L and Light, 
Actually, that's a lie. I care a lot about L and his merciless pursuit of Kira, also known as Light. I thought that was awesome, and I was happy to read that. But every single time they cut back to the corporate storyline, or really every time Misa was in the panel, I wanted to claw my own eyes out. But I kept reading it because I was like, oh, it's just a matter of time. When they're done with the story arc, they'll get back to the really awesome pulse-racing, heart-pounding, this is so cool, I can't put it down chapters of yore. You know what? They never happened. The minute they got done with that corporate storyline, they were like, oh, and by the way, introducing a whole bunch of new characters you don't give a shit about, you have no reason to give a shit about, arbitrarily eating chocolate. I don't care about those chocolate-eating losers. I don't care about any of them. And you know what I realized? My number one problem with Death Note is that I went into it thinking that Light was just the fake protagonist, the real protagonist was L, And the person who we were really supposed to be rooting for was L, Because Light, Light's a bastard. He's a jerk. He has no humanity at all. Everything that was remotely redeemable about him was long since burned away by his use of the Death Note. I really don't care about Light at all. I care about only seeing him get what's coming to him. The problem is the mangaka and I don't agree on this. They seem to think, oh my god, L? L is just another step on the path toward righteousness for Light. And I'm like, clearly Light really is the main character of the series. Clearly I am supposed to be rooting for him. Clearly I'm not supposed to care about L except as a foil for Light. This was my failing when it came to Death Note, but the thing that I take some comfort in is it seems like I'm not the only one who felt that way. So yeah, I finished reading, I don't know, I stopped reading somewhere around chapter 60. At some point I'll probably read the rest of the chapters that are out, just out of sick, sick, merciless curiosity, but honestly I don't, I don't really care. Personally, I feel like Death Note would have made a really awesome short manga series. If Death Note had wrapped up somewhere around volume 5, maybe volume 6, and that first story arc had been conclusively ended, obviously with L kicking Light's ass. Yeah, that would have been great. If it had ended that way, that would have been awesome. If they then decided that they wanted to have another Kira or the further continuing adventures of some other character, or even an entirely separate storyline, that would have been fine. It could have been like a series of short manga stories that are linked together by a common theme. That would have been great. But stretching artificially this cat-and-mouse game between Light and L as far as they did, and then deciding that, in fact, that wasn't good enough, and instead of resolving that, we have to go off on some bizarre side tangent with a bunch of new characters? I don't know, man. That's just really weak storytelling, and I would have expected more of them. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Clarissa, thank you for your Death Note rant. It was super great. Here's to hoping. Thanks so much for the voicemail, Allison. We were asking people to record MP3s and send them in, and we'd play them on the show from episode one, and nobody ever did it, and so we gave up on asking. But thanks a ton for doing that, because we really appreciate it. How sad is it that people who are sending in voicemails have better sound quality and recording equipment than we do here on this show? Oh well. On to the next emails. Here's one from a guy. You're right. Hi, I'm Alex McCree. I love your show. I now know about 90% more about anime and manga. You've led me on to great series like Monster. I freaking loved your section on Odin. It's cracking up over the voices. My favorite anime are Chrono Crusade, Chobits, and Azamangadayo. Hoping on your opinion on them. Also, I'm a 12-year-old listener, so if fuck who says it's wrong for 12-year-olds to look at hentai. See ya! <laughs> hmm. Where do we start? Well, Ichigo already mentioned that he liked Chrono Crusade a lot. Elaborate on that. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but Chrono Crusade basically follows a 
a young, I don't know, 18, 20 year old nun. It's Bridget. Um, in, yeah, Bridget. Okay. No. No, it's not Bridget. <laughs> you can never tell who's doing Chrono Crusade and who's doing Bridget cosplay. We just assume they're all Bridget. No, it's not Bridget. Um, okay. But anyway, it's this young woman who is entered into a contract with a what they call a sinner or a de- demon named Chrono, um, who she he basically he has lost his horns, which enables him to live forever. So he needs to contract with uh, a human, and he uses their life force to uh, continue his life, but their life is drastically shortened. Obviously, the advantage there is that then they have, like, a demon at their, you know, beck and call. Um, and she's out to fight other demons and whatnot and uh, track down her brother, who was stolen by another demon way back in the day. The whole story is about trying to track down her brother um, before her time runs out. And, um, you know, it's kind of a redemption story for Chrono as well. And he's, you know, a very, you know, mild-mannered character, except when he's fighting and whatnot. And, uh, you know, the woman's very brash and outgoing and whatnot. So, I don't know, it's a very enjoyable series, and it gets very, very sad towards the end, obviously. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I I really liked it. Mm. I always thought when I looked at the logo for it that it was going to involve being transported back in time at the Millennial Fair. No, no, it's actually set in like the uh, 20s, I think. Mm. So, okay. Yeah, I remember too when, it, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, does this have to do with, uh, you know, Chrono Trigger? But no, no. No, nothing at all. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, ooh, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, Chrono Crusade. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, it's not anything at all. No. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Chobits. Let me see. I can sum this up in three words. Okay. Haha, <laughs> Chobits. Okay, there, that's my, <laughs> that's my All thoughts right, on um, Chobits. I liked Chobits at first, and I thought that it started out really interesting, but I think somewhere on the line... It was Clamp all about how it's really point. cool to have sex with your robot girlfriend. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, like, what I liked at the beginning of Chobits <laughs> okay. was that it was, in fact, about the total opposite of that. Is that the whole thing about Chobits was he couldn't have sex with Chi, and that it was it was supposed to be about exactly the opposite of that, about how creepy it is for these people to be in love with these computers, but they kind of lost that. And yeah, Asmongadayo, yeah, we all love that show. Excellent, watch it, show. buy it, love all it. That. Yeah, you shouldn't be watching hentai. You're 12 years old. Yeah, Asmongadayo and porn Young. makes me think he's mixing it and watching Asmongadayo porn. <laughs> Osaka porn. Well, there is porn for everything. Well, yeah, so. unfortunately. That's most of our emails. We did get some other good ones, but yeah, yeah. like we said, we suck at reading I these I wanted things. to read this Michael N. one. But. Yeah, we'll just keep going then, but Ichigo's obviously got to head out and out because he's got to record his own show, Anime Pulse. Once again, that website is www.anime-pulse.com. Thanks very much for being with us, Ichigo. I don't know. Oh, maybe, thanks for having me. It was a lot maybe, of fun. Maybe I can like invade your show at some point or whatever. I don't know. Absolutely, and you know, I'd be happy to come on again if you guys ever want me. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, next yeah. next week the the search for the truth is finally going to resume. I'm going to chip back in with my coverage of MegaCon 2006. You better uh, hurry it up because JCon's coming up. JCon soon. is coming up soon, and then we're going to have to continue the search for the truth there. So yes. it's going to be just nonstop finding out secrets. Uh, we're only 
held by the anime world order until he decided to disseminate them. There's going to be so much truth, you guys are going to get sick of it. You'll all develop ultimate eyes is what's going to happen. <laughs> How about you guys? What are you doing next week? Next week, we're going to take a look at another old show, and this is going to be another classic of anime. Taro the Dragon Boy is released by Discotech. You can get that one at Best Buy, so hopefully yep. it won't stay often overlooked for long, but knowing us, it will be. And I'll be talking about both the anime and manga versions, briefly, of iShield 21, the American football series. As made by Japan. Yes, so you know that's going to be gold. The main thing that we keep forgetting to do in this podcast is beg. And we need to beg because the way these things work for getting our show listed on other sites is every month, at the beginning of the month, you have to go and like click on these things to vote for us and all that. So if you go to our website, which is www.animeworldorder.com, look on the right-hand side, you'll see all these little tiny buttons. And a few of them are ones you can go and actually vote for us on. Like, there's one for Podcast Alley. That's one that we'd like you to vote for. And Podcast Pickle. Those, that's the other one that's, like, pretty major. But there's a bunch of them, like Audio and Digital Podcasts and Z-Pod and all this stuff. But And review us on iTunes. Yeah. Submit reviews for iTunes on Yahoo, etc., things like that. Just because the more people who do that, if you like what we're doing, go ahead and do that. That way, more people will end up seeing the show because it'll come up in searches a little better and all that stuff. Yeah, we hate begging because we just don't really care that much, but we kind of have to. We're around the 600 subscriber mark. Mm. It's actually like around 625 right now as we're doing this. But yeah, that'll do it for us. If you've never listened to the show before, we obviously don't spend entire shows reading just emails. So you can go and look and get all the other shows that we've done in the past from there or from iTunes. And if you want to send us more email that we can answer... Once or again, not. <laughs> yeah. Once again, that email address is animeworldorder at gmail.com. And our voicemail, 206-666-4AWO. Leave us a voicemail message. That's 206-666-4296. We'll see you again next week.